This is episode 37 of the Rhythm Rise podcast. It's Christmas Day. It don't feel like Christmas, though. I'm your host, AJ Hughes, and I'm here with my co-host, Antonio Hughes. Does it feel like Christmas to you? It does not. You know, maybe I maybe I just don't have the Christmas spirit in me, or maybe it's the fact that it's a Monday, but it doesn't feel like Christmas. I think it came really fast. I think the year went by real fast. That's the big thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I would like to say we need new Christmas music. That's my take for this year's Christmas music. I agree. Anything. I agree. I started looking for the eclectic stuff in my playlist that had Christmas in it that wasn't really Christmas. Like I thought about that Chris Brown album, Heartbreak Under, whatever it's called. That's Christmas album to me. You know what I'm saying? I was bumping that. Chance the Rapper, Jeremiah Christmas yeah. Project is actually solid. Um, there's some stuff out there. Yeah, that's still my favorite one probably. Or um, Gucci's Christmas album. I was hoping he was going to drop one this year and he didn't. Yeah, nah, I... A lot of people like that one. I'm I'm like, it really depends. That album, I bumped it like once every Christmas, but it wasn't really in the rotation for real. I wanted to get into these music topics. I'm not going to take a ton of your time. I'm not really trying to ha- make this a long episode. WizKid dropped the EP S2. Um, this was a surprise, but it was something I'm glad he dropped. He has not dropped since that album, More Love, Less Ego, in 2022. And to hear these type of songs, I was excited for it. But what did you think about it? Um, I liked it a lot. You know, I heard the, I don't know which song was the one that had a little, it had an Asha K vibe to it. It had an I'm a Piano vibe to it, bro. But that was probably the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was probably the one I started with. Um, And I would just like to say, I think this year is going to be one of them years with a lot of EPs coming. Like I prefer EPs, you know, little short albums that you can get through. And I feel like they have more replay value. Like, it's definitely easier to get through something that's like four to eight songs, four to nine songs than sitting there trying to go through a 27-song album, 25-song album. And I really appreciated what I heard from it. Also, the Ama Piano wave is still going, bro. Like, I think it's going to be as big as you've been saying, but I think I just need to get the get the hip to it, you know, need to get there. I think, you know, being um, an amateur D-level DJ as of myself, mm-hmm. I've been starting to play around with like, now that I'm at the point where I could blend pretty cool, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start getting acapellas of people and putting them over instrumentals or over some of my beats that, over some beats that I fuck with just to practice and see how it goes. And after hearing these drops, like this WizKid drop and the Burner Boy drop we're gonna get into, I do think that the sound is gonna take over. It's gonna be a trend, like a Jersey Club trend sort of almost. Yeah. They're not the same thing, but it's like, you're gonna see artists trying to jump on that shit. And I think WizKid, he did that on More Love, Less Ego, and he did that again on this project. You know what I'm saying? It was four songs. There were two features on it. You had Juan De Cole and Zlatan. I keep hearing Zlatan is like, he's like, I don't wanna say he's ESTG, but he's ESTG. Like he's road man, street man, rap. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some comparisons for our people at home. He is, he is. But um, it was a solid, it was a solid little four, four songs. You know what I'm saying? I think at this point, I agree with you. I think we don't need long projects in 2024. Um, Yeah, we need EPs. Yeah, I think there would be more quality music coming out of EPs. Like even um, what's that? Uh, not. The Jay-Z album, 444, sorry. I feel like that's even, quote, unquote, an EP. It's like a shorter album, but that's one of Jay-Z's best albums ever. Like, and I feel like once you can sit there and, what? <laughs> what? 
what's the so no 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 go ahead go ahead i'm gonna let you finish it's nothing against what you're saying but oh okay <laughs> i was um yeah you made me forget uh i just feel like you when you can sit there and just focus on making those eight songs really quality instead of trying to give a big lot of music it always comes out not always but it can come out to be better like i feel like a person who does that who's actually on my whenever we do the eps the year list code of the friend does really short albums and i really appreciate that from them because i feel like you can sit there and get a lot of replay value out of each song but what is what is the difference between an ep and then what's the difference between an ep and a mixtape and an album to you and what do you think it should be because to me when i ask that question i just think um what i think the difference between an ep and an album should be is not how other people look at it but how do you look at it like what's the difference is it just the length i think it's for me it's mainly length because i feel like content wise um they they can be the same i feel like mixtape and ep are more are closer than ep and album personally but i mostly think it's like like i feel like an album i would quantify it probably as like maybe 12 13 songs and up and anything below that i would consider either probably mixtape or ep ep is probably on the shorter side of that but yeah i don't yeah. know it's kind of hard for me to quantify I it i guess i no 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 i agree with you i think that that is what it has become but i think when i started like so I got a record in the Secret Santa. I got um To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh and I'm like, that's a that's an album. That's yeah. an album. You know what I'm saying? And I think cohesively now it's like like would you print it up on a piece of vinyl and this sound like one project? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like cohesively, does it sound like an album or is it a collection of songs? You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like it can like when you said Jay-Z's four 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 was an uh it's basically an ep in length i would agree with you but in terms of cohesion of the project it sounds like a project top to bottom you know what i'm saying so i would call that an album if he wants to call it an album because it's it, it's a body of work whereas i feel like most artists are like you said just making songs and it's like do they have enough for an ep and an album? is it enough songs to look like an album so i'm calling it an album or like what is it so i think that's how I would like people to think of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I wouldn't buy your project as a vinyl, it's not an album. Just call it a mixtape or an EP or something. Like, I could see that. I could see that. Because even, like, something like A Magic by Nas, I feel like that could be considered an EP by length. But honestly, it has a lot of cohesion and a lot of flow to it. So it's an album. But Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It, I mean, we don't, print, we don't print albums yet. We don't print albums yet. But... It has nothing to do with us at this point. Anyway, the next song that came out that I just, I wanted you to talk about briefly was the Do I Remix. This is by Final Feature and Burna Boy. Apparently they're like frequent collaborators. They're good friends. Um, coming off of the I'm a Piano sound we were talking about Kid, like Burna Boy released this like four or five days ago. Um, it didn't release on Friday, it was before that. So like hearing that and then this, and just where I've been at with I'm a Piano, what I was trying to get at earlier is I think that the production sound that I'm a piano provides, like it's so contradictory to what's going on in popular music today. Like I feel like in music today is very like uh short, like TikTok esque, like to the point, like trying to get the moment 10 to 15 seconds. Whereas I'm a piano, just the actual sonics and the house music, 
the songs vary from like five to seven minutes long usually and you it's not crazy to find on my piano tracks that are nine ten eleven minutes long and um i want you to go check out the have you seen the on my piano balcony remixes on youtube i need you to go watch one like on a random like you just chilling bro it's these two the major league djs i mentioned them on here where they just they go to a house they invite like 10 well it started with them inviting like 10 15 20 people they bring their dj set they have a nigga cooking in the kitchen and they have one camera on them and then one camera showing the entire vibe of the apartment and it was like them transitioning between all my piano songs and they'd occasionally throw some rap in there like they started and it started getting crazy during the pandemic and it blew up um and to the point where they were doing like festivals they were doing like mansion parties like backyard shits like crazy stuff going on and it just showed like like the the vocals over it you can sort of interchange where it's like they have like the singers going in and out in and out sometimes they throw a rapper in there like a, mm-hmm. a somebody from south africa just a quick verse and then they come out and i'm like why can't americans or like english speakers do more of this you know what i'm saying where it's like it's it's a different sound that like once you get house music you really really fuck with it and I just think that like rappers trying different types of stuff. Like we see rappers, I like, work with K Tronada, you know what I'm saying? And we always talk about how that works. I just think there's something to the pocket that would attract a lot of attention with the way that music is going today. And these two artists, the two biggest mm-hmm. artists in mm-hmm. Africa, debatably getting on I'm a piano style track. Um, I think it just says a lot about where it's going just because Asha K has been doing this. David O did it. Um, Benson did it. A lot of people have done it, but these are the two biggest artists and they continue to talk about the sound and get on it. I think I think rap and just like black music has to figure that out in general because I feel like EDM, like the the white side of like the house music and the electronic dance music, I feel like they've kind of figured it out. There's still artists like Fred again and different DJs who are out there doing stuff where it's break beats and sitting there going from song to song you having a bunch of different types of artists like i just saw fred again release the song with baby keem and that was one i wasn't expecting like yeah like something like that i feel like a lot of the artists at least the artistic ones the ones who aren't going to try to stick to the wave rappers in right now i feel like they will try to hop on some of this i'm a piano stuff i feel like especially when um it starts to become a more American thing, not a more American thing, but when more American artists, when they see a bigger artist, I feel like hop on it. I think um, the first one to really try it, try it besides Drake, you know, you got Chris Brown doing d- different little stuff with it. But I think once more artists do it, it'll become that wave. Like Chris saying, Brown like would be the Club one to do or, it. Chris, yeah. Yeah, Chris Brown would be the one to do it. He just, I mean, he's done two or three collaborations with LoJ already. Mm-hmm. And LoJ does those all the time. That would be so cold. But it's it's dope to see, like, thinking back to when I was, like, when I caught wind of Afrobeat, like, I caught wind of it through the production side. Mm-hmm. Like, like learning about that product, how the Afrobeat structure is similar to, like, the dance hall structure, which is similar to the reggaeton structure. It's interesting to, that's how you catch it. And then the wave happens. I wonder, like, how long this has sort of been, like, a potential like thing because fred again is a good example of like a dj in the edm producer world that's sort of working like he, he's he got a song with central c coming out pretty soon um yeah. he's like collaborating with everybody yeah he's super big i mean yeah. especially over there in europe but 
he's going to be one of those for sure. For sure. Speaking of Central C, yo, transi- I'm the transition king. Who else? Who else? <laughs> but Central C put out a single called Entrepreneur. And I want to say it, somebody quote, quoted the video and said, this is giving up and comer street rapper vibes. And I laughed because it did give that. But I love the song. I really like the song. And I will say he is the best at curating a brand and sticking to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like his brand is technically him. Like today he released some t-shirts and he posted like in the song, you know, the trap's still running on Christmas day. Nigga selling shit on, he, I, he like worked the whole campaign around that. And that's what the entrepreneur video is like. It's him boxing up the shit to sell on Christmas day. I don't know. And the production just sounds like, it sounds enhanced. It sounds like him, but it just sounds enhanced and better. And his voice sounds great on the project. I mean, on the single. I just like everything about this. I like everything about it. I, at first I was gonna think it was corny, but then I'm like, it's just fire, bro. It's just nah, fire. You could also just tell he's starting to get that money behind him for real, bro. Like. Besides what he yeah. was already bringing in, but the money from the labels and stuff like that. And I'm excited for the, whenever he drops a new project, I feel like 2024, he's definitely going to have one by himself. Obviously he had the one with Dave this year, but I think he's going to start rolling out a couple of singles, but I don't know what quarter he would drop in. I don't know how big he is like at this moment, like what quarter he would fit in. I think, I you know, I think it's probably going to be two. I think it's probably gonna be summer, some summer shit. But that whole like, I don't get that, bro. Cause it's like, he's not a fourth quarter artist. But if you're not a fourth quarter artist, just like fucking drop it. Like it doesn't. I, not, I think it's not, like a, you're not scissor. It's it's a sales thing though, bro. Like it's a it's a business thing. If you sitting there and I don't even know what example I could give. If I'm if I'm Lil Uzi Vert and I know I could drop. But and I'm big, but Taylor Swift is also gonna drop in this fourth quarter. Drake is also gonna drop in this fourth quarter. If I want to give myself the best chance to have a clear runway to make as much money as possible, give my project as much visibility as possible, I'm probably not going up against those really big artists like those those Adele's, those Ed Sheeran's. Like you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in that position. But I feel like in a few years, Central C will be there. Like he'll be at that point. I think right now though, yeah, like second quarter maybe even a third quarter type of thing. Like, I think he could definitely be in one of those for sure. For sure. I don't, I don't want to have this conversation now, but at some point I want to talk about what do we, how do we gauge success of a project that's not first week? Cause I'm fucking tired of first week. I'm tired of it. We can do that. I, I could definitely, definitely got some things to say about that. Okay. Last, last song I wanted to get into because I want to talk about, I was like, I, bro, I'll be thinking about, it's the end of the year. So I just been thinking about the year as a whole and AJ Tracy, AJ Tracy is him to me, bro. AJ Tracy is him. He's like, I don't know. There's those rappers. They're like the boogeyman in me where it's like, you don't see them. They pop out and they just uh, drop some heat. Like it's just heat. And then they just go back to chilling. AJ Tracy dropped Wifey Rhythm 4. Um, I assume this is a series. I haven't heard three, two, or one yet, but I'm gonna go back. But this song, bro, the production on here is so crazy. Like, this is AJ Tracy is so grime, bro. Like a lot of the UK rappers that were in grime transitioned out because it's like there's only a 
there's only so much space for grime. Like it's at a certain BPM, you got to rap at a certain cadence. So a lot of them wanted to do other things to try and attract more audience. But it's like, bro, he don't give a fuck. Like he's just going to be grind. Like the grind beats, bro. Like Soul is one of the craziest rap songs I've heard in years. It's, it was the freestyle he did on the uh, on the radar. That mm. shit was crazy, bro. And I just think he's so lyrically talented. And I just, I I hope this next project, like people really pay attention because he's so fire to me. Yeah, I I think as soon as um Americans catch up to stuff like this, it's going for this sound to not be around. At least I know it's not as big as it used to be, but I feel like it's even like that with drill in New York and drill like that in Chicago, like. It has its own pocket, its own niche, but it's still fire regardless. And I definitely like this song. I think it sounded real good. It was fire, bro. Um, shout out AJ Tracy. The video, the video was real nice too. It was like kind of cinematic. Like you should go check that out. Okay, but I will do. Um, you had you had one more. Is this a single or an album? What you got for us? What what is this? It's actually an EP, but um. Saliendo de Planeta. Um, this was an artist I had not heard of. Uh, his name is Psycho. He dropped a little, um, it was, like I said, an EP. He was actually supposed to drop a song every day from December 15th to the 22nd um, until he dropped this, but he had a little like medical trouble, so couldn't do that. But I just wanted to mention this because I feel like every single week I'm getting a new reggaeton artist. Like I find somebody new that I haven't heard of, like the past at least month two months three months i've been finding a new artist that's new to me maybe he's not new to a lot of you guys who've been listening to reggaeton but i feel like i'm seeing all these new artists and it kind of feels like almost like 2016 2017 rap to me like it's like you're getting all these different like different types of artists different types of musicians in this lane and i definitely heard this project i liked it um he had a song on there with yandel that i really fucked with but i would say go check this out this is definitely something that i'm gonna be bumping give him more of a listen to and I'm gonna be checking this guy out because I liked what I heard from him. Okay, but I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out after this. I've never heard of this guy, so I'm excited. Yeah, I hope I said um, his name right. Psycho, Seiko, something in there. I think they appreciate the effort, bro. Whenever, they, <laughs> whenever somebody sees it, they appreciate the effort. So in music news, direct to plan, uh, direct to fan platform medallion raises 13.7 million. What is this about, Tony? What we got? So um, basically, there is a direct-to-fan platform. I think this is going to be a thing that is going to be coming along for the next couple of years. I feel like artists are trying to find ways to diversify the revenue streams and you know bring themselves in more capital. They raised $13.7 million in funding. I'm going to read some of this, though. Like I said, uh, the round was led by a venture fund called Dragonfly, um, also an investor in Nas and Lil Baby. Uh, and Lightspeed Faction, a blockchain-focused venture capital firm. Um, and yeah, I just thought this was interesting, mostly because of the fact that like, uh, I feel like this is gonna be more of a big thing in the next couple of years. Like, I feel like artists have constantly complained about getting bad deals, not having the funding to do what they want. And I think if more artists did a direct-to-fan thing or um, more of these, yeah, more artists did direct-to-fan, I think labels would have to move accordingly they would have to change their revenue model they'd have to change how things go because there's a lot of different ways for these artists to make money without doing things like streams or um just being on like apple music spotify all that and i think this would be a great way for artists to um you know get themselves more yeah. revenue i i agree with that i think um 
I think what is interesting is we talked about a minute ago how uh, labels are now signing more Latin and African acts um, in the coming years because they think that's like the, the wave. But you start to see like the bigger artists in those spaces getting these weirder, unorthodox deals. Like we're about to talk about one now with Peso Puma and The Orchard. But yeah, I think platforms like that definitely provide an opportunity to um, artists that are looking to get that major label backing without giving up the 90s major label deal structure, technically. Um, but I wanted to talk about The Orchard signing global distribution with Peso Puma's Double P Records, right? Um, Sony Music Entertainment-owned distribution and artist label services company, The Orchard, has signed a global distribution deal with Double P Records, the imprint headed up by Latin music star Peso Puma. The reason I found this interesting is because The Orchard, um, they are a marketing, they are a marketing distribution company based in Florida, in Miami. I actually applied to be with them at one point, um, but they're partnered with Bad Bunny. That's how he signed. Oh, wow. And so they had the deal was a 90-10. That's what they kept saying, the 90-10 split, which is unheard of in music, period. So that's what he was working with. I'm pretty sure um, I'd have to fact check this, but I thought Central C was signed with a distribution company similarly in the UK like this before he signed to Columbia. So I definitely was um, interested to see that artists are able to get good deals with leverage. You know what I'm saying? Like Peso Puma's name has been blown up for like the last, what, how long have we, since we've been doing a pod essentially, I feel like. Um, and so for him to like now get a deal like this, I'm sure the uh, the numbers are favorable. It, it's dope to see. It's like, bro, if you can go, and it's like the artists that are willing to put the work in and grow their name, it's like, bro, you're not gonna get fucked, so. Yeah, I feel like sometimes Nah, I feel like artists get get fucked regardless, bro. I feel like it's it's hard to really do that. I mean, but, at the end of the day, it's a business. But yeah, I just think if you have leverage and an understanding of your position, mm-hmm. it's like they're trying to get into business with you. At that point, you're not like if you. The best time to take on money is when you don't need money, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're an artist who's built up a point where it's like I'm making money, I'm visible, and I'm able to get to my fans. It's like, you're just here to take me to another level. I don't need you. I'm already doing it. Whereas most artists, I feel like, don't come with that. It's like, bro, I need a deal. Right. It's like, I need a deal. You know, like, I need a deal. If you need a deal, I'm going to give you a deal. It's just not going to be the deal you want. Whereas, like, I want to do a deal with you. All right, well, we got to restructure shit. It's got to be different now, you know? Obviously, there are situations where artists are getting taken advantage of. But I just think that the... um takes the opportunity for that down because it's like now I don't need you I can do it on my own um something something interesting that was similar to this was uh United Ma- uh United Masters that was Steve Styles company they just opened in Nigeria um he just did an interview with Joey Akin a bit ago probably like a week ago or something like that and they're putting it out this week I think um Joey Akin's so dope bro Joey Akin has did interviews with Shali Poppy Mr. Easy and Black Bones in season three of Afrobeats Intelligence. And I think that would be a dope collab, bro. That would be a dope collab if I can get that interview 
it just might not it might not be now but it's gonna happen so yeah shout out to independence right right shout out to the independent grind bro do you have any um songs you want to share with the people bro on this Uh, christmas day they don't have to be christmas because we don't feel like it's christmas so it could be anything yeah no i got you um I actually hadn't heard this album. It came out in October, and I'm really surprised I hadn't heard it. Um, actually, it came out in September, sorry. But Lucky by Kenyon Dixon. I mentioned Kenyon Dixon. I made a video about Kenyon Dixon a little while ago, but he had dropped a new album, and you know, Kenyon Dixon really gives me that nostalgic feel. Um, the name of the album is The R&B You Love, if anybody wants to go check it out. But the song for the week is called Lucky by Kenyon Dixon. Okay, but... That's fire. That's fire. All right. I got, I come in here with like one song. And then when it's time to say I got a song, I got like two songs. You know what I'm saying? But fuck it. We can do whatever <laughs> we want, right? Um, the first song I got is Cast by Shali Poppy featuring Odumodu Buck. When I tell y'all, this song is a banger. This song is a banger. This song is so crazy. And this is one of those songs where it's like, I would travel to a foreign country and pay and absorb an absurd amount of money to hear this song live. That's how good the song is to me. But cast by Shali Poppy featuring Odumodu Block. And one more that came on, shout out to the Spotify algorithm and, you know, what you do for me, I guess. But the song is called Quen Zekile by Blackie with an X. B-L-X-C-K-I-E. So random. But it's fire. It's like, it's a song where it's like, I've never heard anything like it. The guy's singing, but it's an Afrobeast type of track. I don't even really have words for it. I just need you guys to go experience it. So those are my two songs of the week. And I've done this two weeks in a way, two weeks in a row. I might just continue to do this just so I know niggas can't tell me what to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might just do that from now on. Two songs of the week. Fuck it. I could grab two. I had this Nux song that I heard. He was with a French artist, actually. Oh, Key. That's yeah. it. That's it, man. That shit, that that shit, shit man. That shit, Yeah. Um, to wrap up, to wrap up, I guess um, we'll we'll record next week. I got I, I got like a I want to do like a New Year's reflection type of episode. We just talking about the pod, bro. Bro, we've been doing this for eight months. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about it like eight months. That's right, a long time, right. Bro. It is. It is interesting to be doing something this long, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, in terms of my year, this is one of the best things that happened to me this year. Honestly, like being able to do, and it sounds so simple, but just doing something consistently with somebody you like really fuck with, like that doesn't really. I don't have a lot of that right now. So, twenty twenty three. This is one of my favorite things that came out of it. Yeah, it's definitely. One of those things I put a battery back in my back because I'm sitting here coming off of playing playing basketball, you know, and trying to figure out what I'm doing. And this is definitely keeping me up mentally for sure. Oh, trying to yeah, find bro. that identity. We're figuring we're figuring it out, bro. We're figuring it out. But this is the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Next week. Like, subscribe, hey, share. Hey, oh, like, yeah. subscribe, share with your mama. Share it with your mama's mama. Share it with your mama's mama's grandmama's mama's. All of them.